well, you know, a relationship between a man and a woman, you know, like the drama of that, like late it's 70s. It's so cheesy, too. It just seems like such a cheesy scenario. Like he wants to be a cowboy still and yeah, shit. Yeah, wait, and he, well, it's also because he's you know, trying to make it in the modern world. There's a, there's a subtext going on here, man. You know, they're, they're trying to hit on weighty subjects in urban cowboy, you know? Do they say faggot in this? No, they don't actually. I, so I, no one's racist or homophobic. Uh, it w- well, they're just hicks, you know, so because they're not because no one of color is around them in the right, entire. Right, they movie. don't even. Yeah, they're. What's an N word? You know exactly, exactly. So he's having marital difficulties. It's, this is like they're having southern problems. You know? This is a classic. So I don't know if we got it on tape too. We're watching fucking Urban Cowboy this week. <laughs> we'll f- we'll be flipping around too. Exactly. Uh, but the, it, this is a classic we'll go Texas back to bar, a giant barnyard basically, yeah. with like <laughs> it's just wood paneling everywhere. And you drive there, which is like because everything is so car oriented. By the way, this woman who's like taking him with this temptress, I find her really pretty. I She's love a- how you called her a temptress. <laughs> but that's her role, right? She's a temptress, isn't it? Yeah, right? I guess that would be you know because but but she's beautiful. <laughs> that's a, that's a line from Grumpier Old Men. He goes, "You evil temptress." A temptress. <laughs> that's why I say it. I, I like making myself. I'm the only person. Like I said, you have to age yourself every episode. Because I want to, and I feel like I'm trying to tackle that taboo. Crocious's out here. new thing. No one wants to admit their age out here. I want to admit. Well, my I age. think we're beautifully at the point with you where it's your brand is that you're is that you're old. Absolutely, I think I found it. <laughs> well, you had to get you had to get old for that to be your brand. <laughs> because I was old when then. you were twenty six. Your brand was that you were old. Oh, exactly. <laughs> How bizarre is that? You know, I think. But what the heck? Why not? Why not? There needs to be. A, there's a space for that, right? Was Isn't this there? totally like? Did this bring back fashion of the time? Like, oh, did oh, this this kicked off a real urban. When did fucking the movie where John Voight gets ass raped come well, out? That came out in '69. That's well, Midnight it, it, Cowboy, it's right? Midnight Cowboy. It came out, it won the, he didn't get ass raped, although he gave a blo- he gets a blow job. He does from a guy, gay shit. guy Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that movie was rated X, only rated X movie in the history of uh, of of Hollywood to uh, to win an Oscar, I believe. Like it was rated X movie, but now the ground that was damage were a little. Different now it would probably just be unrated, and R. But yeah, so this no, this movie came out in 1980. What this started was a trend of the <laughs> of the indoor bull, the mechanical bull, the mechanical. No indoor shit, bowl. this was like the what started that. Yeah, yeah, and that lasted. That that was a trend. Can you still that lasted, hear yourself, by the way. I can't hear myself. You can't. I can. I can. Okay, good. Uh, for for a year and a half, that was a pretty big trend, I believe. I don't know. I wasn't going to bars, and I was too young. I was 11 years old when this movie came out, but I remember thinking, "Wow, this is like an adult drama." I bet, urban cowboy. <laughs> I'm gonna learn something about life, just like from wow. John fucking Travolta, or just like their lives are so difficult, you know, complex, and just they're grown people dealing with real situations, right? Like, like yeah, real problems are yeah. like you want to be a goddamn cowboy. Well, his, I mean, and your uncle the, Bruce died, the only one that supported you. Well, I think is uh, I don't think it's Bruce, but I think it's. Uh, He's got some southern, yeah, yeah. It's it's some sort of it's some sort of redneck name, you know. See, this is a good vibe that we have now. See, we're we're sitting different. We're both looking at the TV. Exactly. This is a good conversation. A good lazy podcast. Well, dude, it's a. I'm I'm telling you, us watching TV is going to be the fucking part of the angle thing. That's like what it's going to make the conversation good because we're both good TV watchers. (laughs) That is true. I have a skill. (laughs) Like every time, even when we hang out privately. That's 
you were usually watching TV. It's never, I always get bummed out when I go to hang out with people and they're, they'll be watching TV and I sit down and they shut it off and be like, all right, what do you want to do? I'm just like that. <laughs> Put the fucking shit back on. You know, it's funny. Put I, new heart back on motherfucker. I have gone, well, I'm an active TV watcher. I, I actually try to engage with it. You know, like I don't want to just be totally passive at late at night. It helps me fall asleep sometimes, which is a good thing. But anyway, uh, with uh, I, there were times I didn't own a television set. Is that Uncle Rico uh, from I had, fucking Napoleon Dynamite? No, no man, that, that that's uh, <laughs> that's Scott Glenn. You know the actor, Scott Glenn. I, he looks very familiar. Oh, absolutely. He's been in a ton of stuff. He, he was a Clarice. He was a Clarice's boss in Sounds. Yes, of the Lions, he know? was. You know, he's a totally good actor, he, and he's he's a complete like ex-com, like just dark, dark. Kind of like you don't know if he's good or bad. Oh yeah, you know he he's he's yeah he's more bad than good. He has some good, but he's almost all bad. He'll spank you. He wants to spank. He carries a knife he's a white who carries a knife right now know? he's seducing john travolta's wife it looks like absolutely but he's also just he's roughing her up a little he's bit. oh he's gonna spank her on the tush oh oh no deborah winger takes literally physically gets hit in this movie well, many I, times i like hitting women was like th- something you did it was like hey it was part of the thing you oh know? it like, was probably a typecast role you know god she plays battered wife yeah i mean oh my god you know how that's i mean i tell you what i mean dealing with that you know i think about my my mom and the family she grew up in, you know, and, and her father was a professional boxer in the 1930s. And just that caliber of man back then <laughs> was pretty much well, a, and it wasn't, an intimidating presence. And what it, it was. wasn't demonized. Like, I remember. Oh, no, it was you were being strong. When being strong, or like, you know? or it was like, if you found out so, uh, what, someone in your family was getting abused, like a, a female, it would be like, well, what did she do? Oh, man. Type of thing, you yeah. know? Well, it's like, you know, okay, she may have done something, but you just don't look at her. She went it at by, it. She wanted it. By, by punching, you know, you know by punching they are a woman. You know? Sucking it's, face right now. Absolutely, Scott Glenn and Winger. Winger was a star, man. Did she just kind of retire? Uh, I think she might have been retired. From what I mean, from, from what I, from what, although I think she's back doing stuff. You've right taken now. your last punch, Deborah. But, but, but what I've. What I've heard, and I have no sense of this. I don't have any direct knowledge of this. I am not an actor, nor will I ever become an actor. Well, don't have, say that. That's one of the main money-making uh, opportunities out here. But 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 I. Uh, but I. Crow's just uh, turning down the leaf. Well, I actually ate a couple of gummies before the show, so I feel better. Look at him; he's gonna drink the worm <laughs> now because he's bad. There you go. Did tequila just really have the, a worm in it? Well, yeah, yeah. That that Moscow man had had the worm. He's That's, crying too. No, he's not. That that's actually the that's from the tequila behind okay. his face, man, because he's just a badass. So no, but we were uh, what we were talking about. Of course, once again, I lose my train of thought. We were talking about uh, beating women. Yeah, yeah, the whole beating women thing. You know, it's just like, uh, yeah, that doesn't. Uh, my my mom when she talking was, about proven points. We're talking about educating people, Croatia. You know, yeah, well, hopefully, you know, maybe. But that was, I think that was just part of the equation back then. Like, women got knocked around. I used to live in this total, like, kind of white trash home when I grew up. My parents first split up. I lived in a townhouse. In Virginia in or Virginia, Wisconsin? In Virginia, like 1978 Virginia. And I remember, you know, you shared a wall oh, with yeah, people. So time. You, you would hear, like, you would hear, like, fights all the time with like, family members. I mean, you know, not getting, and I remember there was, I remember this, there was a woman right across the street from us whose uh, father, Mr. Blair, was this complete die-in-the-wool angry alcoholic, like a really angry guy. And he had three kids, and one of them was like Freddie, who was a couple years younger than me. He used to run to the litter, but he used to just beat the shit out of her, and she would be like crazy walking the streets. And like, I'm sorry She was literally beating the simplest, or, or, or senseless, which is horrible. She, it, what a horrible existence, you know? Oh, dude, it wasn't pleasant to be... 
of female. It still isn't. I'm not yeah. trying to make excuses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, still, know. you know, we're woke. It's still bad. It's still bad <laughs> stuff. But I think about my mom's version of feminism was just about, we have to create some battered women's shelters. Yeah. But I respect that because it was a tangible thing. It wasn't just the language of what was going on. You know what I mean? It was like, they actually went out and tried to, my mom helped women go into abortion clinics and stuff and got like fake blood thrown Like walked them crap. down the yes, picket line the, and yeah, shit. The, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the shame you know circle it's like what a horrible experience to do to someone you know what I mean oh it's so nasty it's it's so gross and mean spirited you know and and enforcing some weird discipline you know of like no this is the way things should be and you're hurting the species by doing this and it's just like listen there's almost eight billion people on this planet, man. We got a lot gotta of people. Tamper it down. Uh, you know, there has to be a little bit of control on this. You know, it's like, and, and you know, you can sit there and say, "Oh, it's horrible. You're killing a baby." It's not like it's an easy thing. Look at that Mustang. But, but isn't there also? Yeah. I want a Mustang so bad, Crocious. Yeah, that's my car. Yeah, that is a pretty badass. The <clears> old or, Mustangs. I well, because it's I like I want a new one too, though. I was going into abortion. My abortion. Yeah, go I was into it. No, deep. No, no. I was getting deep, but it, it was just, uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think it was a, and uh, it's just, there's it's an economic thing going on. You can't afford to have a kid. Well, then it's like, well, then you can't afford to fuck, or you got to get. They don't have birth control for people. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you got to put that out for people to have if you're not going to have this. And those are the same Jesus people. Jesus Christ! And those are the same people that want you to have the kid, but then when you want free lunch or need some sort of like social like, net, yeah. net. Yeah, they're like, well, you shouldn't have had a kid. Well, I know. Well, I, 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 I didn't not gonna want to. You. I wanted to murder this fucking thing, and you <laughs> wouldn't let me. Well, and, and it's also like, I mean, okay, that's great. It, it's immoral to have abortion. Okay, it's immoral to have abortion in people's minds. All right, well then you you start paying some of the bills. I, I mean, having a kid is expensive. When I argue with real right to life people about that point, they're always just like, "How dare you put a price tag on human life? How dare you put a price tag?" Uh, I don't put a price tag on it. Our entire world puts a price tag right. on it. You got to buy gas. You got to pay for it. You know, you have to buy food. You got to pay for it. The entire world does that. You know, this is not me doing that. How dare you do that? Because it's expensive to have children. You know, so yeah, that, that's why. That's when I get my righteous indignation. I mean, there is an economic. Oh, you. That that's one of the big things conservatives say too. Some conservatives I know. It's like, oh well, you know, the left. The, the, it's a party of materialism. You just think if you give something to someone, it's going to help them. It's not going to make them dependent on it. You know, it's, you just give it to them. You know, they, they have this sort of notion of that. You yeah, know? And, and that and, that and, people on the left don't work hard. Well, exactly. You the, the, guys yeah. want everything given to you. Yeah, it's like, listen, everyone knows they have to to work everyone the homeless bum in the street the corporate ceo you and i everyone knows they have to work a lot of times the jobs aren't fucking there but then it goes back to well if you had less regulation you'd have more no 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 that you think that that's the solution you think that that's the answer you get your temporary sugar rush off of a deregulating stuff and then bad things start to happen you know more tankers blow up in the gulf of mexico and can go uncapped i saw for you you months. were on fire this week on facebook reposting shit yeah i kind of was let's get into some of that so that tanker exploded yeah that tanker thing yeah i saw that <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I don't, of course, I, here's the way I perceive it, because I have not read a single thing, not a shred of anything on it, but when I see it and the way it's pitched and how it's being put out in the, uh, through the through the social network media thing right now, you yeah. know, it's like, I, well, I look at it, since like, you saw it on Facebook, it's definitely targeted. Facebook knows you're interested in this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just like, and I saw it, and I'm just like, you know, 
the whole it, it just to me to me first off the way the article was was couched it was like you know uh, what White House is trying to gain international consensus for response to you know to to the to the tanker being you know shot whatever or being a torpedo stuck in it's like you know that there's no <laughs> come on international goodwill you think that exists right now you think that actually exists yeah that does not exist now maybe it, maybe it never has can you turn the TV maybe down it never a little has. bit more you know maybe it never has but 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 it just uh you know uh you know. You think you're going to do that after what you've done to the world for the past two and a half years, the way you've treated it? Like that's going to that's going to happen, right? Like that, that's ridiculous. That's a preposterous notion, you know. Plus, the whole thing just feels at the golf a Tonkin. It just feels at the golf a Tonkin. They're at a Dolly Parton contest, right? Yeah, dude. Now. Look at those tits, dude. Yeah, they, they, they look at this. The opening, this. this opening <laughs> shot was cleavage. Basically, I know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's a. Uh, they're going to a Dolly Parton look-alike contest, and so they all have big boobs. It's basically like a titty show. <laughs> Like a country titty show. I've heard that Dolly Parton has like t- t- shitloads of tattoos. She's tatted up. Yeah. Good for her, man. Dude, I'm, I would, you know. I bet you know I'm something. A happily, she always seems pretty cool. I'm a happily fucking relationshiped man. I'm going to be with my girl forever, but I would fucking bang Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's an interesting soul. But I would ask if my girl could be there. And I think my girl would be down for some fucking, for some twa with fucking, for Dolly, a little Dolly twa. Yeah, she, I mean, she was definitely like a country sex symbol back then. There was, that was always a joke. Dolly Parton, Nick, Nick talking about, she got big boobs. You know, like, this is my Virginia, my Virginia time coming up. But living in that area and living in that quad area, I think about my childhood and just, and I compare it to, I think, what's going on now. It's just a different ball game, you know? Different thing, different world. A lot of unsupervised play back then. Like things were all unsupervised. Oh, hundred percent. That's why there were so many fucking. You you come from the era of motherfuckers vanishing. Yeah, I mean, people would just go in their backyard and then never be heard from ever again. (laughs) But you know, that was always put out, and I'm like, how often does that really happen? Well, I mean, mean? that's pure. It's pure sex trafficking. It's it's not like no one vanishes. They become fucking child prostitutes for governments and for senators and people who work for houses of government. And you're uber rich. You're God. Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes <laughs> probably took some young Procured boys. Procured young boys. Oh, God. God, what a life. Did you <laughs> to have that be a motivation in your thinking? Oh, man. Right? Of oh, just like, I want to oh, get God. in that fucking pedo area. It's, it's, it's terrible, you know? But hey, oh, oh, I think my my my, my speaker just twist went. it. You got to know that your, your earphone thing. You, like, thing? you see that thing? Where, where That's, does it go? No, not the, the microphone. No, not the mi- not on the mic. Yeah. The the cord that's connected to your headphones. Oh, here. You have to twist that at the base until you can just okay, hear okay, yourself. Yeah, let, let, yeah, let me know. Let me know yeah. if I, I can't hear myself. All testing, right. testing. But whatever. I mean, I can't hear myself. It's just what it is. All right. <laughs> yeah, so we got to do the show that way, right? Is that, yeah. Is that how it works? Uh, old man Grocious. Here, here's what we'll do. Equipment. We'll switch headphones. We'll Grocious. switch headphones. Because these work. And then because I know how to fix it. Go ahead, man. Hope you don't have lice, man. There, Sorry, you just got to do that. that. I got gotcha. you. There you go. There you go. This works. Yeah. This is where Deborah Winger like rides the electric bull, and it's all sexy. Look at her. Oh there yeah, she has no tits though. Well, I mean, cause well, she's you know that, that was it was natural. Oh, Bob. Bob's a little bit offended by this. What the hell, dude? Is I going bet you that had to, a lot to do with her demise too. 
Yeah, I, well, I, I've never seen that movie like Searching for Deborah Winger because Deborah Winger in the 80s was a huge actress. I, I've said this before on the show. I've read it before too. She was the uh, Jennifer Lawrence of her time, the J-Law of her time. There was a certain likability to her, a certain kind of wholesome likability but sort of feistiness, you know, it was like, and she, and she was, you know, naturally a kind of a pretty woman, you know. When did fucking, uh, the, when did Carrie come out? Carrie came out in 1976. After this? No, 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 no. It was, uh, yeah, it was before this because this came out in 1980. This was 1980. Like the late 70s was such a, uh, when I think of my childhood, like the earliest conscious memories I have are like 1977. <laughs> Reflecting back on just, and I don't know, I remember it. Yeah, I so remember that was those Peyton times. was in the league two years at that point. Well, I, I just talked about this yesterday with, uh, with Josh Cheney uh, about uh, Walter Payton when he ran for 275 yards. Yeah, you were crying, Vikings, you said. I wept in my basement of, of my townhome in Virginia. <clears throat> That's fucking you, you gotta awesome. Understand, you, you, didn't get, you didn't get Midwest games on the East Coast. I got like Redskin games, Giant games, Eagle games. Yeah. You wouldn't get like, you know, Cleveland Brown or Bear games, the Viking game. You would see them maybe play twice a year. There was no ESPN. So when they actually played, it was, it was like, like national. You had to watch like I mean, it was, NBC or I, I, something Exactly. Like that. And it was like you, you were fired up to watch the game so that game was a it was a late game november 20th 1977 so i was like i'm gonna watch the vikings and the bears play i'm eight years i was really excited about it you know and then he runs for 275 and i wept <laughs> i wept eight-year-old croesus that's tears. what you said you go an eight-year-old adam <laughs> croesus just weep i hate weeping so walter payton in my was seared into my mind early in my sports watching career as someone i could i detested because he was so good he was so good. And, and, and he was, am- I had the conversation yesterday with Cheney. I was like putting this fact on. I'm sure if you go back to episode 57, I probably said the same thing. My stories are all just pedantic. They have the same 19 stories. So uh, I, I was, <laughs> is that his stats, the most amazing stat, okay, he ran for all his yards, ran for all his touchdowns. He caught 492 passes. Oh, he was their leading know, receiver for a long yeah, for time. time. But, but the most amazing stat is he threw nine touchdown passes in his career. Walter Payton threw there nine touchdowns. Quarterbacks passes. that have never done that. Well, I mean, his his career passing stats: eleven of thirty four. So thirty four times he threw a halfback option pass, which is a lot. So it le- for three hundred and thirteen yards. So his yards per like completion, they were like thirty yard passes. Like they were throwing he bombs. Was. Like they were. I remember him throwing like a fifty yard touchdown pass against the Vikings. I mean, he he was like Superman. His career, his in his career, the team he ran the most for the most yards against was the Vikings. It wasn't the Pack. It wasn't the Lions. He ran for nineteen hundred yards against the Vikings. Almost two thousand fucking yards. He would destroy them every they time when I was a kid. A lot. Well, they played every other. Well, they played two times a year, of course. Yeah. It was a divisional game, but they. I mean, well, anyway, yeah. But yeah, Peyton. So Peyton was seared into my brain as a sports figure that I detested. But when he died, it was like it was like a weird memory of your childhood kind of dying. You know, it was just like whoa, this figure that was like had an imprint on me is now yeah. gone. You know, and then I lived in Chicago, and I and what a hero he was. You know, and but anyway, because dude, cause, it was like. That's the first time I saw my stepdad cry. Really? When Walter Payton died. Oh, really? It's a huge deal. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I remember Payton. When I remember it, it affected me. I remember I watched it. It was like on the news. Like he was a he was a figure of well, Chicago. He peop- was a star. <laughs> people were shook once it came down that he even had the disease. Oh yeah, yeah. People thought that he had AIDS initially and stuff. I mean, it was like the way he was it was portrayed. But he was forty five, dude. 
I'm 50. Yeah, that's football 70. <laughs> I mean, though. oh my God, dude. And he was, I mean, just his, I mean, he he destroyed his liver through playing football. Like, you know what well, I mean? Like, is that what happened? I wonder if he did the juice. Uh, yeah, that's a good point because his highlights are pretty freakish. <laughs> like, they're pretty amazing. Like, oh my God, you know? He was a goddamn pinball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, anyway. So, Winger has fucked this guy at this point. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and they're not like kind of dating because, but, but again, you know, she's still married to John Travolta, but they're having marital difficulties too. You know? He can't get it up. You know, so they're dealing with things, life things. <laughs> yeah, cowboy shit. Trailer cowboy shit. Do we want to watch more of this or should we go over let's to Swingers? Let's flick it around, dude. Let's flick it. Let, 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 let's go let's to Swingers. Flick it go back to Swingers. It. Here we go. Yeah, they're swingers. at the fucking diner drugstore place, which is probably somewhere you where you can go in L.A. and they have a fucking sign that says swingers fucking yeah. Vince Vaughn sexually assaulted a lady here. <laughs> I don't know if that happened. No, I'm not. But, but yeah, no, I know. You know, I'm not. I'm I know, completely I know. joking. I know. I know. Obviously. He's from Deerfield. He's a fucking Chicago boy. Well, isn't that the famous story that Erica Clark told? Because Erica Clark was Mr. T's daughter. Was yeah, what well, it is? I'm sorry, a Mr. T's daughter. Well, I mean, well, I'm yeah, Mr. T's daughter. You're loaded, man. G- grew up in a grew up in Lake Forest, or you know, and yeah, uh, that's where that, the rich go. That's like the rich west suburb. Yeah, you know, oh, well, well, it's it's more of a it's a north, isn't it? A, I think it's, it's northwest. No, 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 it's, it's, it's up in, there. It's a northern suburb. It's where the Bulls have their practice facility and the and the Bears. It's where the Birdo Center is, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. You know, it's so. it's good here. And isn't this for better back and forth when you can hear me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you don't cut each other off. Exactly, exactly. You know. I got to get better headphones, though. Hey, man, it happens. You, you'll get your equipment. This is going to take off, man. I can just feel it. <laughs> See, don't laugh. It's going to happen, the, the, and you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, hey, man, this, there's an opportunity here. Well, I came to that realization kind of last night as I was recording my soccer podcast. Uh, subscribe to that on iTunes. Um, yeah. Stand up. Is we're totally out of the era where you could where stand up is like the only thing you do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. it's just gonna be something you do like that is alongside other stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Well, you have to make yourself marketable on many many planes, Keith. Because even getting stand up skills, gigs, Keith. Yeah. Because even getting stand up gigs, like people want to know, like, well, how are you gonna draw a crowd? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many people? watch you on. I mean that's why I had to get my Instagram up because I, I when I did a stand-up show uh, 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 recently you know that people asked for my Instagram and, and I uh, and I didn't have one how'd that go know? by the way we can get into that you wanted to hold well, off bar, oh well the you bar Lubitsch show? bar Lubitsch Ooh, yeah it, it, it mm. did you bomb no but there but there have been better shows <laughs> were they cool about it though yeah it, it was the fact is is that they're it was uh, it was run by backup people who don't typically run the show. Dude, that's such an so, L.A. thing. You know. Even fucking, and I'm not yeah. shitting on him for it, yeah. but Helm, oh, the only t- the two times I've done a show, it's when he's out of town and he has like Kelvin hosting and like it's, yeah. there's always something not regular yeah. about the show when I do it. Like I yeah. feel like they new comics get booked on the shows where the, where the booker knows like, well, I'm not going to be there, so... Like it won't be on me if oh, something oh, oh, bad oh, 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 happens. Oh, if it doesn't go well, yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. But I, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really think about that. You know, I just want, I'm going to go up and do my best. So I went up early in the show. A friend of mine from work showed up. He enjoyed himself, which was cool. 
They, had, they only had about, I counted up, there were 18 people in the audience, and it was very sparse. It's a small room, though. Small room, true. Small so that's, room. that's like not terrible. It's not bad, exactly. You can, get, you can get a reaction. It's terrible, but it's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, I went up, and I, I did my thing, and it was, you know, it, it, it was fine. I, I got some decent laughs during I got enough laughs that I didn't embarrass myself. Mo Welch gave me a good attaboy. Cause she was on the. Oh, bill. there you go. Cause, cause she, she was, she was like, she I went dressed up, like Larry Bird. I, I was, <laughs> no, um, but I, I walked past her in the hallway because she went up on the show and and she just gave me a night. She was like, she was like, good job. She had, she had like a big smile and she was like, you know, she liked what I did, you know. So you know, that, that, whatever that, that that eased it a little bit, you know. It wasn't so. I mean, I, I wasn't as satisfied with it as I want to be. I have oh, a pretty high standard. Atrocious if you ever want to. Yeah. Control your own thing. You're the second little knob on the bottom. Right there. All the way on the other side. Oh, oh this that, one? That's you. Okay, if you okay. Ever, if you're ever like, hey, I'm tur- I need to be down. No, 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 no. If I, you know, no. So anyway, I, I was, uh, you know, I mean, I have a high standard for myself. I want to do well every time I go up on stage, you know. So I had gone up on Wednesday at a mic here and had kind of a mediocre pissy set, but it was fine. I, I had to just go up just to get the rust off, you that know. That portable phone he has yeah. is like a relic from my childhood. Yeah, absolutely. My gra- and I remember the evolutions of it. So he's holding this brick white portable phone that has the metal antenna that pulls out the top of it. Absolutely. And like the top is white and the face is gray. And then as the years went on, it got a little more sleek. It wasn't as square. And then they took the bend. It's bent at the bottom where the mouthpiece pops out. And then I remember in like 98, 99, they made them thinner and they took the bend off the mouthpiece and they just made it to where it was the length of your face. Like oh, it, yeah. it didn't, ooh, it, it didn't, yeah. it didn't bend around. It wasn't so bulky. It just like stopped yep. right here at the corner of your lip. Yep. And the microphone was better, so it just picked it up. And yeah. then I remember they took the fucking antenna away, and it was a pull-up plastic one. Oh yeah. And then yeah. I remember they, it, they, it just was the little short fucker, the short fat guy, a little stubby thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and I think those are the ones still kind of banging around. Yeah, do, I mean, do the, people still have cordless? Yeah, phones? if you I go mean, to I, like, if you go, there's a little aisle at like dollar stores. Like, if it's really, it's poor shit. Like, if you go to like a, a bodega or a corner store, like, yeah. the, they'll probably they got a landline phone phone collecting dust somewhere yeah, in the corner. Yeah. I got rid of my landline probably ten That's years ago. That's what the phone you need to use when you need to call your parents and tell them <laughs> that someone's abusing you, but you can't. You need it. You can't. It can't be traced. Oh. They can't know I made this talk call. <laughs> so you go to a bodega. And behind a box of cereal, there's a fucking a, a punch phone that like they'll you plug it in. Really? And, 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 and you then, can, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, that, like that, they, that'd be amazing. New communication. I, I, I kind of like that. I, I like what you were doing right there. I, I was I was with you on that. Like you had to use an old technology mm-hmm. to outsmart the world that's going on right yeah. now. You know, it's like. But ultimately, you'll get crushed. So yeah, I, my uh, husband my husband hits me, but he's 21. He doesn't know what a rotary phone is. <laughs> so I'm gonna plug this in whenever he <laughs> smacks me. The whole like, I mean, that whole abu- anyway. So I want to go back to Bar Lubitsch. So I went up, I went up early. You know, uh, first one went up. Uh, I don't know what her name was. She got some good laughs though. She got decent laughs. The the crowd was warm enough. You know, they were warm enough. The host went up. She was great, very friendly, nice person. Everyone was friendly there. So I, I went up, did my did my time, but I you know I came off. I was pretty aggressive, you know. I, I was I was loaded for bear. It was, you know. So uh, <laughs> so that you know that 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 can be jarring to I people's love that sensibilities. I was loaded for bear, you know. And it's like, but at the same time, I also got some. 
I got some good solid laughs in there too. It wasn't it wasn't as consistent as I wanted it to be, but I, of my ten minutes, I got a good like four to five like, it was good a, laughs. It was you know a little too strong for eighteen people. Yeah, exactly. It needed to be a little more intimate and slowed down. But I've yeah. I've been, but my energy's been so good recently. Well, I'm in a good headspace. Your, your material really doesn't need that. It's weird <laughs> if you're doing it half speed. Yeah, I know. I, it has to be kind of rapid fire and kind of loud. You know. Yeah, that's just that's just kind of what it is. That's sort of Did my you do style. Shakespeare in Love. No, 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 God, no! I didn't do that. I open up with the, the Tom Brady joke. My open always that that got some good laugh. Tom, it, that's all in the accent. Baby. Exactly. Come on, Tommy, and then the Boston hatred got got enough laughs. It got enough laughs. Oh, here we are at you the know? end. We're fucking the whole. This is like classic beginning of people with my mindset. We're like the end of the big victory in this movie is that he. Is not gonna call his ex girlfriend back, the, the, the <laughs> because he's finally over he's her. Finally he's over finally over her. her. Well, that fucking takes a while, man, dude. Some of us never get over it. A broken <laughs> heart is a motherfucker. Any young people out there? <laughs> oh my god. Well, so when you're younger, it, it just you know, I built things up that Turn didn't it down exist. A little bit more too. Turn it down. Not to worry. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just afraid if it's if it picks up. And I put it on YouTube; it'll demonetize. Oh, me. okay, okay. Oh, god, okay, yes. God, it can't happen, man. No, <sighs> it can't. I know. <laughs> no, I, I this is the that. money stream. That's the version of fucking. Oh, god. That's this era's version of like offending a club manager, of like, oh, I said cunt, so the fucking punchline doesn't book me anymore. It's just oh, like, oh. oh, we fucking played the Cheers theme, <laughs> so now I can't make ad revenue off this fucking YouTube video. <laughs> Oh man, it's a so, good song. You know, making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Absolutely, it's a whole song. It's like three and a half minutes long. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I'm sure it's still dude, played. Urban plays Cowboy in is long. Dude. Oh yeah, it, it, it is a. It's an epic movie. It's like two and a half hours, <laughs> or like two hours and. It's like two hours, two ten, two fifteen is what it really is. But that that's long. That's a drama. Because yeah, what I like about these movies, when I compare the movies now, the pacing is so different. Like it was more like there was some character development I felt that I could follow. Now the character, I don't know, it still exists, but it's just like they got to throw everything at you right away. And I don't, the, the fact that it's, that's been it's the, direction. the attention span, dude. It's not you, back in the day they would hang for a slow fucking drama about two people. I showed that I showed the movie fucking uh, Network. Oh yeah. To when I dated Ashley Huck, we watched the movie Network, and I yeah. was like, "This movie's fucking phenomenal." I was like, "It's funny, it's serious." I was like, "It's a perfectly well-rounded movie." Yeah. And they didn't say it, but I can tell they fucking hated it. They hated Network. Yep. Network is one of the greatest movies ever made. It's Network so is amazing. Great. It's an amazing movie. You know, it, it is Sidney Lumet at his height. You know, it, it is to me, it's his high watermark. It's such a fucking good movie. I love Network. It's, it's my top three. All those era movies about news were good. Broadcast news was fucking hilarious. Broadcast news in '86, but the, the Network one was like to me, it completely predicted what you know what the, what, what the news media, would be. I read that it recently. Into. I mean, it, it completely just spelled it out. I was like, this is what this is the, the direction we're heading. Albert this Brooks is in Network, right? No, Albert Brooks is not in Network. Peter Finch is in it. William Holden, Fade Dunaway is in it. It's uh, it's got a solid cast. Yeah. It just uh, who I mean, wrote it? Uh, it, it was uh, it was a Patty Shafsky. Is that his name? Let's look that up. Yeah, yeah, I looked that up because it it was um someone who's known. We'll do a thing who, on the who, podcast who where we talk to it. Yeah, who, who who's wrote some other scripts? Who wrote it's a name. Network? Oh, here we go. Network screenwriter was Patty Chayefsky. Patty Chayefsky. That's what it was. 
I, I didn't pronounce the last name Thanks, correctly. Google. I apologize. I apo- thank you for correcting me. I knew I was in the ballpark, though. What else did I he write? Russians could fucking throw down that with that pen, dude. Of course, man. You get you read their novels, Brothers Karamazov. Those Russian novels are they're intense. Like you have to work when you're reading a Russian novel. He's an American, but he's Russian. You know, he's well, he's probably. We uh, know where you fucking where your well, allegiances said, lie, you fucking red bitch. No, his Sidney Lumet was. He wrote you know, Marty. In 1955. That's Marty. Marty's famous, you know. The Hospital, 1971. Here's some roughing up of Winger right now, by the way. Look right, at this. This. Oh, Look he's this. got her right there by the fucking hair. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's putting her face down to make her clean up stuff. You know what I mean? Like like doing that to Dude, a woman. Dude, they got that. I so badly want one of those restaurant set up booths in my kitchen. <laughs> Not to bang a woman's head against, but yeah. Oh my God, smoking Winston like he, a goddamn race car driver. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, you know, they knew who their market was. You know, he's like a tough redneck. You know, little little glistening, not wearing a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> definitely strong, so he could fucking put a good little mark on her. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she's going right back to that fridge, doing her job. Yep. Oh God. What a rough life that would be for a woman back Dude, then. Dude, it was man. it was so bad. My uh, again, my mom. Was my mom was a kid in this era. I feel so bad for her. She probably got hit and hasn't told me about it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I, I know my lucky. dad whacked her around a little bit. I tell you what. I tell you what. What I was lucky with my mom, and I have to give her credit. She broke the cycle of violence because other family members in her in her family were knocked around a lot, and and they continued it. You know, Marty was a TV but, show and a movie. Oh, Marty was it's, Ernest Borgnine. I think won an Oscar for. No, no, Marty. Yeah. Or was it? Yeah, yeah. It was Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, it was because he in '53 he won a television award for it. And they made it into a movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that, that that's a famous movie. He wrote for you know? Manhunt. <laughs> but well, yeah, what else? Did, what did he write post Network? He he had a few one mo- thing. That was it. Yep. It's wow. Altered States, 1980. Oh, Altered States? Have you ever seen Altered States? Ken Russell directed that. Yeah. Who, who directed uh, uh, the Tommy, the musical, the Who's Tommy, you know? It was Chayefsky's Chy- only novel in his final screenplay. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. It's Alt- about sensory deprivation tanks and, and, people and mescaline. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I own it. I own, I own the DVD. I have it. It's such a bizarre movie. If you ever get the chance, just watch it. Like the 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 film, the the, the, the editing, and actually, the, the look of it has aged pretty well. You know, there was a certain air of like. Late, oh, so it was probably fucking mind blowing back in the day. You know, yeah, yeah, but 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 it, it's all it's he's a uh, William Hurt plays a research guy who's in a sensory deprivation tank who decides to take mescaline and he basically he opens up like your primordial DNA and it takes you over and you become like a caveman. It was a kind of a wolfman thing. Like literally? You know? Yeah, literally. Literally. Like literally. It actually happens. Like, But it, it's got really trippy sequences of them going into, into Mexico and getting this like really good peyote and taking it like tripping balls. You know? See, for He's me, like doctors. It's, as, it's, a, as a young person, that movie is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah well, you know, some, it's funny because I was say it, it was better than that but because it, it's just, it's just, it's couched in the story of like. I, you know, like medical research, and I, it's a, I don't know, it, it is a, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's a great movie, but but it's definitely a different movie. Dude, there are know? so many movies that, like, you don't have to defend it. Like, there are so yeah. many movies of my era that suck dick, but, like, <laughs> I love, like, you do you know the Howling movies? Oh, well, the original Howling was a great horror movie in 1980. 
The original Howling is is a, is a completely good horror movie, you know? So they have like 12 of those. Uh, <laughs> and the night, I think it's eight or nine. I love it. And it's horrible. It's about this dude. He's this wanderer. God. And he fucking gets taken in by this. Ooh, he's a wanderer. He's a wanderer, dude. He kind of looks like fucking Hugh Jackman. And he fucking gets taken in by this church fucking family. And they fucking... Uh, you know he's a werewolf the whole fucking movie because yeah. at the beginning of the movie you see like a face off between two creatures <laughs> and so check this out here's where it gets dope <laughs> so he gets taken in by a pastor and his daughter and you know right away like well he's gonna fuck her and they're yeah. gonna show her tits yeah exactly That's why I rented the movie <laughs> but then also the I villain like the, those charms are still in movies so in the there's 90s. this fucking circus that's in town too and there's all these <laughs> freaks and shit and like the main dude is like a vampire and like they face off at the end it's so fucking good it's it sounds hilarious dude it sounds like a complete like cacophony of goofiness you know like oh he's uh, gonna whole, die soon exactly yeah yeah uncle bob dies that guy here. looks like fucking uh well he was in war games man he was the yeah. general in war games what's he his was, name uh he was also in a northern exposure born in neckerchief you know exactly <laughs> from like charles nelson riley but he's like shit. a good texan you know what i mean he looks gay for he, without sound <laughs> You know, he probably wanna, was. You know. If you want to come around that at the tank and <laughs> just stick it but in. Like, like the good the good natured guy good natured. See southerner. how I jam this candy bar in my pocket? That's you what know. I want you to do with he, your choose red man and shit too. <laughs> Aren't some southern men kind of effeminate in a weird way? Oh, like it's the gayest shit ever. They wear <laughs> assless chaps, but they just wear jeans under them, so it's not gay. <laughs> But isn't there, I mean, there's kind of a, because they talk about their mamas a lot in the South. Oh, my, they got that relationship with their moms, you know? It's like, oh, 100%. you know, you know, I mean, when Southerners go gay, they do gay well. They do gay Latin well. Latin people don't. <laughs> that's what, that's according to Crocious. <laughs> <not me. laughs> and Wait, then by the way, also, what I'm sure this is, this is going to help me. This is going to help out the career a lot. Not, 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 not hearing the, the subtle noise of urban cowboy in the background. No, you saying that I, yeah. Also, what made, too me, gay well. what made me laugh is there was a Native American on stage and he was talking about just drinking and Crocious <laughs> just leaned over and he goes, the engines love the fire water. <laughs> but, I mean, but they and do. I was dying. Because, because yeah, it's like a stereotype. It's like saying black people <laughs> like chicken. Well, but it's just like, it's so like, oh my. When I've had to go on reservations, I've had to go on reservations for my work couple different times you know did you have to make a reservation to go no 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 i, I actually it was at a casino you know i, I give i tell you what did you roll the dice a I, little I bit i give native americans credit they and just do, like they, they do just, casinos well yes well no but they're making money off white man vice good for them good for them you know seriously it's a good business model so they get they have some extra cash and they want to build some housing on the reservation and just like going there it's like they're very depressed places they are not i mean they are there's like this a rural ghetto feel to it. Is that Deborah you know? Winger's Mustang? Yeah, I think she's pulling up. Oh, dude. I know. That's that, hot. That uh, late 60s Mustang is a great car. I feel like all the way into the 90s, the attractive girl who drove a muscle car was a big fucking dick rising fucking thing for a character to have. Like, yeah. she's going to be the love interest. She's going to have fucking where low you're going to see her fucking tits and she's going <laughs> to drive a fucking charger and that's how you're going to know you're going to want to fuck her. Yeah, because yeah, cause she's like kind of a dangerous woman in her way, you know? She, right? Her car has a carburetor still she's on it. dangerous. 
hey, what are you doing at my uncle, my gay uncle's funeral? Well, it's it's hilarious that like I he don't, just blew up. <laughs> Travolta playing a southerner is hilarious to me. <laughs> he actually does a pretty good job with this though. If you hear his accent and stuff, it's, he it's does not it well. bad. Didn't get nominated for some sort of award for this. I think he. I, I, yeah, that's a good maybe. I don't know. That's pretty laughable that this was like a legit summer blockbuster back then oh yeah absolutely urban cowboy was it was a movie absolutely i mean it, it, urban, it, you know <laughs> urban cowboy was yeah we're fucking watching it <laughs> but i mean it was like a known movie of that time it wasn't a hit though i bet you it's box office was like, was like 12th best so was lumet like an indie director sydney lemay yeah no lemay did uh well he didn't like a dog he didn't do this movie uh, I don't even know the director. That would have, He yeah. loves gay shit then, because Dog Day Afternoon is about trans. D- Dog Day Afternoon. He, you know, he did. Uh, obviously, he did Network. Uh, he did a. He did uh, the Palm Broker. Which did is he good, do this? Rod Steiger. Rod Steiger, like in the mid sixties. Who directed Broker. this? I don't know who directed this. It was not him. Trust me. This was not going to be his. You know, <laughs> Jew from New York was not going to be. You know something? We're going to have you direct Urban Cowboy. I haven't been okay? interested in cowboys lately. <laughs> <laughs> because he was also steeped in the whole like Yiddish theater tradition. Uh, Sidney Lumet was. He's a fucking. He's a great. He's got a very good history. If you look up his filmography, he's got some major good movies. Like he definitely had like a. There was a certain gravitas or whatever you want to talk about with his films. I've got the characters. That's a totally is, wrong word to his say. His name is Chaim. It's, it's ridiculous how pseudo-intellectual I am right now. But anyway, what were you saying? I was like, I've got the new character. His name is Chaim Wayne. He's a <laughs> Jewish cowboy. You know, but you see, he's with this new woman, but, you know, there's still sparks between them, you know? Does this movie end with him being like, fuck Deborah Winger? No. Well, you see, this is why it's a good movie, because you don't know, do you? You don't know. And that's why no, it's a I'm good kind movie. Of into it now. Yeah, because you don't know, and that's the mark of a good movie. Because then, when the tension is released and how it's released, it's, it works. The title sounds you know? like a gay porn. <laughs> Urban cowboy might as well be called sexy firefighters. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, you know yeah. This was Travolta. Had a str- I mean, he had a str- this is when he was like branching out and getting into more serious type of roles. He yeah. did Blowout the same year. Blowout is a great movie. It, it's it's my favorite De Palma movie. Blood is a very good movie, and, he, and he's good in that. He puts a sound Do you know what guy. my favorite Brian De Palma what? movie is? Is fucking Dracula. <laughs> Dracula? From the 90s. He did Dracula? Brian De Palma did a Dracula movie in the yep. 90s? I didn't even know that. Oh, dude. Let me, let me fire off this cast De Palma had a freaking career, man. No way. I, I don't get their backyard, by the way, too. What, what are they, you know? He's hurting right now, looking at his life ahead of him, you know? Working there in, in a dead-end job like that, you know, for a refinery. I'm sure those are really clean jobs. I'm sure. I'm sure there weren't carcinogenic. There weren't carcinogenic things floating around anywhere in uh, late '70s Texas oil refineries. You know. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, j- just the whole like exploitation of the earth. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I'm reading a book about California that talks about how ironic it is that people in California are so like for. Uh, nature conservation and to build the state they had to alter it so much oh absolutely like they literally just rerouted rivers they chopped down (laughs) as nice as the national parks are yeah there was so much more forest before the people came like the human beings carved california up yep yep And, and, and i'm sure created the conditions for drought right I mean, well, that you know, and just yeah, hundred you know, percent. You know, I mean, you, you need to have that ecosystem as a balanced thing. The one thing I heard about 
it was an interesting little uh, thing someone told me about uh, San Francisco. They have more fires up there, like Northern California, than they've typically had in the past, if they've even really had many of them, right? I, I think of California fires being in the south. But didn't they say like, uh, up in the, in the north that you know, the conditions that make fog that collects on, you know, in the San Francisco Bay Area, they aren't the same, so fog doesn't formulate. It's not, it's not as robust. You don't get that fog. marine layer. Yeah, you don't get, so you don't have that robust, and, and, and that creates condensation on a lot of the, on the plants and stuff up there, and so you don't have fires. But no, those conditions aren't, doesn't that kind of make sense in a way? Like, uh, what the, am I looking the at? The conditions that make fog, the conditions that make fog have been altered. Sidney LeMay's uh, directing career, Sidney LeMay's movies. But uh, you know the conditions to make blowout fog. specifically though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, blowout. Oh no, uh, Dracula. Uh, Dracula. That's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I wanted to be. Sidney Lumet. We're we're losing train of thought here, buddy. This is this is not good. Oh no, you know? it's fine. This is kind of what I want. <laughs> we're we're just we're, random thoughts. We're, <laughs> we're losing train of thought, but it's all the spine of it is urban cowboy, <laughs> or and whatever we're watching. That's that's the through line of the fucking podcast. <laughs> is but us that, yeah, as long us. as we're still somewhat wired into what we're watching we're yeah. doing it okay i hear you because the conversation's all coming from this because i asked if sydney lumet directed urban cowboy no he, and he did not obviously he couldn't couldn't have directed it exactly charlie yeah. daniels is in this I, when i first heard devil went down to georgia keith song fucking blows okay when i first heard devil went down to georgia driving through west virginia as a nine-year-old driving to the midwest and they played, you know, Devil Went Down to Georgia. When they said son of a bitch on the radio, like, I don't tell you much, you son of a bitch. I'm the best that's ever been. When I heard that as, an, as a nine-year-old, uh, that was mind-blowing. <laughs> that it was on the radio. I was like, oh, my God. This is fucking dangerous. Oh, no, Coppola directed the Dracula from the 90s. Yeah, I, yeah, it couldn't have been. Yeah, it was Coppola. Exactly. It wasn't De Palma. Man, I was like, what are you talking about? I, I don't think. I know De Palma's career pretty well. He never did uh, venture into, into uh, vampire movies. He did carry oh, Brian De Palma all his, and then he got super into fucking making movies about Latin gangsters. <laughs> I know <laughs> that was a big thing. That was his, you know, calm. Obviously, he did Scarface, and everyone knows, but that culminates in him doing a Carlito's Way, I think. You know, and that movie blows. Yeah. Carlito's Way. There's a sequel that came out when I worked at the oh video store. Oh my god, it's is it a bad sequel? It's oh, one it's of the terrible worst sequels. Fucking, you know, Guzman's in it though. Hey, well, yeah, he, he's in it, but it's also, I, I remember. The backstory they have, it's young Carlito. It's like, where the hell is Kleinfeld? That was a key that was a key relationship in the first it, it is the movie. It's the relationship between Penn and, and Pacino. I actually disagree. I like that movie. I, I think that movie's a guilty pleasure. I, I like Carlito's way. I stand behind that statement. I mean, it, it, it was all it was it had the Latin thing. You know? I mean it was Pacino. It was it was a lot of the same cast as Scarface, you know. So De Palma they got did the band back together. Scarface again. and then it was Body Double. Yes. Wise Guys. Oh, wise the guys. Untouchables. That that's a huge hit. Casualties of War 89. That's hilarious with the, Michael J. Fox and uh, and Penn. Yeah. Yep. The Bonfire of the Vanities Ooh. 1990. That's yeah. that sounds like something like I'm doing a serious one now. Yeah, well, it's the other ones were goofy, and I love Michael J. But <laughs> this one's from my heart. I probably stank ass. Raising Cain, which is a great fucking movie. You know, well, he always he always had a he always had Lithgow in his movies. He was the bad guy in Blowout. Carlitos Way '93. Absolutely. You know, yeah, he he had uh, Snake Eyes, dude. And then it was eyes? Mission Impossible before Snake Eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was Snake Eyes, and then Mission to Mars, <sighs> Mission to Mars, Femme terrible. Fatale. Ugh. Then he did the Black Dahlia, which is a terrible movie. Uh, Redacted, two thousand seven. Then Passion, and then Domino in twenty nineteen, which was his he fucking first movie in seven years. Wow. 
pulling one. Still bringing it together, man. Let's see what Domino's about. It's a crime thriller. Who's that? Who's uh, Nikolai Costner Waldau. I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> I'm old now, too, so I don't know who the fuck. And Guy Pierce, I know who that is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. It tells the story of a Danish police officer who is seeking justice for the murder of his partner. Man, they really have run out of stuff. A Danish police officer, eh? I when I think of Denmark, I, I don't think of uh, it's an Pol- it's Catron. a Netherlands movie. So oh, so it's it's the Netherlands. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So it's not Denmark. It's it's the Netherlands. It's different. It was filmed in Belgium, Denmark, France, Italy, and the Netherlands. I like him getting European money to make movies. <laughs> oh, dude, you could probably do so much more. You could grab tit out there. You know, I mean, he probably. The, the oh, European dude, film that industry. has such a vibe of like I'm like, there's no me too out here. Yeah, well, being a European filmmaker, yeah, there's no me. Yeah, well, you know, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. There, there's just uh, the gender tension's not a good thing, and this uh, person in the White House doesn't help at all. Okay, he's not helping because he's a. Uh, He's basically the worst type of guy. Every woman has met a guy like this in their life that they hate or they detest. Anyone, right? I mean, come on. You got to see Trump as a woman and be like, come on. This is like my uncle who was a jerk, my dad, a brother, someone just, he's like the worst qualities of Dude, men. Dude, to put it into perspective. <laughs> it's hilarious. Bram, so bad. The, uh, Coppola's Dracula made $215 million, and that was probably like, holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The I budget was forty. So like it completely made its money back a complete oh smash. it was a hit it was a hit but that's like nowadays that movie has to make over a billion dollars look at the cast dude Gary Oldman oh, Winona Ryder Hopkins Keanu Reeves Bellucci <laughs> Carrie Elways that motherfucker's in everything in the late eighties and early nineties yeah yeah oh yeah no it, it had a it had a major major uh, cast I remember I saw that with my uh, with my ex girlfriend I saw that movie my very first girlfriend. God, how crazy is that? Anyway, yeah, because I remember that movie being a big movie. Fucking urban cowboy. <laughs> is this like a legit Charlie Daniels song? Oh yeah, it, this is Charlie Daniels. He does the whole soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, he was you know, it was an urban, he was an urban cowboy. You know, you had to. <laughs> was he still relevant at this time, or were they like doing a pull? Oh like, no, were they pulling it back? Like oh, we're no, gonna no. get fucking, sh- we're gonna dust Charlie Daniels off. No, no, no. He was like, he was parlaying this into more success. Like he was. He was at, not at the height of his fame, but the, he was taking his fame in a different direction. You because know, yeah. Devil Went Down to Georgia came out I think in '78. This movie came out in '80, so they're definitely trying to dovetail onto that. You know what I mean? Which yes. is you know, that, that's a smart move. That's a smart move. You know, you, you, you got to be aware of that to dovetail. You know, because <laughs> they, they they try to showcase uh, uh, Travolta's dancing in this. So it, it was like I'm sure this is pitches. Really, like, that would, yeah, because he dances. That's so a lot funny that every he always has to do something musical in his movies, and it's yep. the fucking worst. Even in Look Who's Talking, he like he's like real fucking dude. He's gay. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's what he is. You know, so yo, can my uncle be subtly homo <laughs> like a subtle gay guy in this movie? <laughs> Yeah, well, when this, did he become a Scientologist? The eighties, right? Well, because because his career totally fi- started fizzling up. He did nothing in the eighties. I mean, he did like Staying Alive, which was the sequel to uh, you know uh, horrible. Uh, he went eighty three. Stallone directed. He's like he's totally greased Frank? up in it. No, yeah, no, no. Sylvester Stallone directed that movie. You know, and, and so hey, you know Frank had his script, <laughs> and I was like, I ain't making this. <laughs> But he, he had a string of just bombs, the two two of a kind, which they're trying to capture the same uh, magic that he had with Olivia Newton-John. That came out like in 83, 84, that bomb. So this is all coming to a head. 
in a rodeo battle. Yeah. For exactly. not only Deborah Winger's heart, but I imagine for the spirit of his gay uncle. But also, what it is is uh, this also re- reveals what a uh, a bad guy this guy is. Like he's truly a bad human being. And, and you you know, did he you, rape her and but, hit but, her but, before but this you, thing? You don't know if they're going to be a couple or not because you see they're going to skip town. And he's t- he's taking her with uh, she's taking her with him, and he's gonna knock this place off for five thousand bucks. He's Does she go? Town. Well, she's on the fence about doing it, but she's thinking about doing it to be, have her life taken away. And this guy's bad news. He's a bad guy, you know. He's violent, you know. He's a criminal, you know. So he's such a dork in fucking uh, Silence of the Lambs. He's just Clarice. <laughs> he's Clarice. the FBI. Yeah, he's got the glasses. He's a total puss. Although he fucking was a rival. The Probably eight people with Lecter. <laughs> Got Charlie Daniels, not old. <laughs> I know Charlie Daniels are kind of, kind of young and like. Sort They're of all drinking country. those weird peel off top beer cans. Oh, I, I, that those are the beer cans that I grew up on. That's what I remember. Like you'd peel it off, and, and you'd have like the the and you'd put it the back tab. in the beer. The tab you put it back in the beer. Like I remember when that was really. That was still, oh, absolutely. You just have it in there. You know, if you didn't want to pollute with it, but also you would go to like certain campsites and it would just be all pull tabs all on the ground. They had a party the night before and there'd be 300 of those all on the ground, you know, just like a not Travolta giving a dude. shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I know, Travolta is, is, in a, is, is in the mechanical bull. And he's trying to, he's trying to, he, they're, they're, they're doing it for 5,000 bucks. So whoever does Which is best. so much money in, oh, at in that 1980, time. Absolutely. You could do anything with this. I'm getting out of, I could go to Oklahoma. Well, exactly, because he, he, and he wants to, if he doesn't win the bull riding, he's going to knock the bar off for the five grand. And take to Travolta? Her. No, 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 not Travolta, the bad guy. Because, because So he's guy. getting the money regardless. Well, exactly, exactly. So And that's a reveal of truly what a bad character he is. That he's willing to, and, he, and he wants to take her, Deborah Winger, with him just to go somewhere else, which is like, that's scary. You know what I mean? Did he get him? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So Deborah Winger's right there. Deborah, yeah, and she's with. And look at you, she's. Yeah, she's oh, she's totally down. fucking scared. She's terrified. She yeah. looks like fucking Natalie Portman with Moby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, did did he try to grip her up or something? No, he said he dated her, and I guess he didn't. Like he said that they dated, and she was just like, "We never dated." <laughs> And he, p- he put this picture. Who cares? Well, and also, I think God. they did. Here's here's my opinion on it. I think they did date, and she's embarrassed about it, and she knows she could say whatever the fuck she wants, and they'll believe her. <laughs> so she's like, we never dated. He was a creepy old man towards me. <laughs> Which I'm sure was true, but I'm sure she... Cause there's, and then he was like, here's a picture of us to prove that we dated. And everybody was like, look how... Look how uncomfortable she looks. And I'm like, no, it looks like a picture of her semi-smiling with Moby without a shirt. Like, yeah. it does kind of look like a picture of them together. But, like, social media has taken that over for, like, for doing, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to manage that part of your yeah, like, it's like life. Yeah, it's like a separate court. Oh, God. God, it's so gross. The court of Twitter. But, but, but it's, it's, yeah, the court of public opinion, which is just, it just, it's whimsical and sort of misinformed by the way just to let you know i have to give a community presentation on monday in norwalk about what for a development that we're trying to build down there it's a homeless veterans and veteran family building and uh we we had to send a letter out to people within a thousand feet of the site and we're going to have a community meeting to discuss the the building we're going to do 
Oh, to be like, there's going to be some fucking, you're going to smell a little something off. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, you, you say the word homeless and people start to freak out. Yeah. They get pretty scared, you know. And Dude, it's everybody like, in this movie looks like Richard Petty. <laughs> well, he, he was like a Southern man, like like that wiry Southerner, that wiry Southerner, you know. Yeah, real skinny. Yeah, yeah. But like there's a toughness in him too, though, you know. Like, I'm small, but I'll smack a woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, what, what was I Dude, saying? Dude, all these fucking about, uh, upstarts are getting dusted off. So I got a I got a call because they put my name down on the letter because they have to have someone to call. Well, I got a call on Friday from someone who was this guy who was saying how uh, I don't want any Muslims moving into the into my neighborhood. Obama had a policy where twenty percent of the units were going to be used for Muslims, and I was like, "What the hell are you talking about? I mean, that is crazy, you know." And he called up and he rambled for like three minutes on it, you know. And and that was just uh, that was really weird, you know. And he went off, and you know, you get you get twenty percent of Muslims, and they start getting cocky. He used the word cocky to describe Muslims. Holy shit! You know, and, and he went like, off cocky about what? What you know? Then they're going to start rioting. I see what they do in the Middle East, you know. And I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm an evangelical Christian, and you know something? I'm an Islamophobe. I'm a homophobe. You can call me whatever you want to call me. And he was going off on it for like three minutes. And I got to be honest with you, I I told the the woman who I'm working with, I was like, listen, we're doing the presentation. I was like, did you hear this? Uh, this is like a, one of the last things I did yesterday. And she was like, yeah, she listened to it. She's like, I'll give him a call. And I'm just like, Ugh, have fun with that. I, don't, I used to be much more confrontational about shit like that. Where you just dust it off. I was now. just, but I, I, I can't, I, I can't deal with it, you know, because it's like the ignorance is so bad and it's so real. And then you wonder if it's like a whisper campaign against what you're trying to do. You know, like is, is that being put out as a little rumor just to kind of, you know, fuck things up? You know, we're doing it at a church. Which is like, you know, you, you try to partner with the church, well, you, you know, even the churches have to take those people in anyway. Well, yeah. What, what, what my point is, is like, it's just uh, it, it'll be interesting. Maybe nothing happens as a result. Maybe he's just blowing off some steam and doesn't show up. But, you know, there's going to be people from the community that are going to show up and it, it may be a little bit hairy. It's going to be a little bit hairy, you know, so but whatever, we'll see. Is this the know? final ride? Yes, exactly. This is the final ride of, of Scott Glenn, the bad character who's ex-convict who literally has like 14 words in the entire in the entire script but it just, it's just like get this that's that you know he carries like a knife you know, he's a white guy who carries a knife you know so so he's bad news and he's trying how to, do you even judge if it's a good ride you just don't fall off yeah i guess i know yeah here it is there we go hey, who are the judges there we go. I got to beat him still, though. Got a fucking 80. Got yeah, Richard There's Petty. that dude. That, well, that guy's the manager in Major League. <laughs> yes, he is. He's the manager. Come on now. He always played grab. He was also in a... Get on the goddamn horse. <laughs> he was in that movie, Wild Bill. He was, in, he was in Wild Bill. You know? Every time I do that gravelly thing, I cough. <laughs> Come on. Get, <laughs> get on that. You see, he, he and he's the announcer. He's like the he has a heart man. attack in Major League. He do, oh, he does. The manager does. He yeah. has to. Right. He must have. I, mean, I, I think it's two because it's when they go to the World Series because he watches the game in the fucking hospital. Oh, okay. So they they try to pull on your heartstrings with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Major League was a pretty big sports. Dude, movie. Major League's a great movie. Major League Two's a dud because they made it PG. Because Major League One is rated R. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Well, I'm sure they had to do that to oh, say. Right, okay. I stayed on bull. God, those mattresses next to the fucking bull are so disgusting. I know. <laughs> That's their padding if they get kicked Winner off. Winner gets to come on the mattress. <laughs> See, he wins. See, he wins. But and fucking and, and Scott he's, and he's still with, already. And he's still with, 
he's and she but she gives him a smile like she's happy for him you know because because winger's got a good soul you know what i mean like you know what i mean like she and she's does but she's being taken over by Come this on, guy i'm gonna hit you because she you know because she's vulnerable because they're because they're having marital problems but uh so are they still married yes they are technically married but she's gonna skip town with this guy tonight because he's gonna knock off this place to get the five thousand bucks that he didn't win and you'll see what happens. It's dramatic. <laughs> now there's just people dancing. <laughs> well, they got to show Dude, that. Dude, cowboy shit is weird, and it is the gayest thing ever. It is weird that most of these people are completely homophobic because <laughs> they're all doing the gayest shit. They're all like tandem <laughs> dancing, wearing tight leather. Well, this, I mean, maybe the way, I mean, <laughs> the way it was portrayed, you know, it's it's sort of a bizarre combination of like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we'll late, talk about late this. Late 70s, like late 70s weirdness. See, here he is. See, he, uh, he, he's armed right now. We can we can t- dovetail off on this. Yeah. Finish it out. So I went to Dodger Stadium. Oh, dude, I want to hear about that. On Thursday. Well, here's, oh, he punches yeah, it right in the face. Yep. Well, yeah. uh, man, that's intense. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, so have you ever been to Dodger Stadium? Uh, you know, I actually never have, man. Oh, that's dope. So yeah. it's not that like I was walking up and it's in a ravine. Yeah. Which if people don't know, a ravine is essentially a giant gorge. Yeah. It's as if like you stumble upon a, a creek yeah. and you're just like, let's play ball. Yeah. Like this is where we're going to do it. They had to carve the fucking ballpark out of a mountain. Yeah. And yeah. like if people don't know the history of Dodger Stadium, like they basically exercised an entire community of Mexican people out of Chavez Ravine yeah. to build the park. It's why they didn't have any Latin support up until Vel- Valenzuela. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. When you walk up the side, because I had to walk up the ravine, that was a smart. Move it's in as if they didn't fucking repopulate it. Like it's got such a desolate, dead vibe to it. Wow. Like the earth is fucking caving over on the side of the sidewalk sometimes. Yeah, there's fucking just massive traffic like it's mostly parking lot. Yeah. And then like because it's carved into the side of the mountain when you walk it, there's no like outside of Dodger Stadium. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. You don't go to like four different bars or some restaurants. Yeah, no, there's yeah. shit inside of it. But yeah. like, you know how when you go to most stadiums, like you could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all like the what's inside is the stadium. Yeah. Because it's the, the whole th- almost three fourths of the stadium is in a mountain. Yeah. So like there's no see? like you know how you you see the outside of Wrigley Field like there's no the uh, the outfield wall is like really the only see? visible part. You see this? Look at all that wrinkled yeah. stripper cash exactly. just sitting there. See on the thing. But no, but it's so. But, but was it was it a kind of a cool? No, it was to good. Go to? Inside has is all the vibe. Like I said, because the outside is all parking lot and fucking ravine. So like the inside of the ballpark is where all the fucking mystique is. Like the fan vibe is good. They dance to all this Cuban music all the time and shit. Yeah. And like it does have a cool feeling of even though it's a memory you hate of like oh this is where that fucking Gibson home run happened yeah and like, yeah well, see that's see that's part of the reason why I don't want to go to the stadium I never wanted to go because, it's good though because it's my it's worst expensive. sports memory we sat in a box we sat in the Sandy Koufax box <laughs> uh, it was like a, a who are you with man Alicia it was my birthday present oh man cool but the tickets were like two hundred bucks for two Whoa. tickets but yeah. they were real good I'll show you did you see the oh, picture I did not I did not of see the where picture. I was. You know, he's uh, breaking up with his woman, too. She just basically is like, listen, bud, I'm just taking advantage of you. I want you because you're a cowboy. A so. cowboy. <laughs> I just, you won that five grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You won see, that 5000 that relationship. You see, she also, th- there's some reveals that she did where Sissy was trying to get back with him, and she was, like, stopping it from happening. What's you Deborah know? Winger's name? Uh, Sissy. That's her name, Sissy. That's her character. And then, you see, he's, like, he realizes, oh, he, oh you know, he, she was trying to get back to him, so it's a character to pivot. He realizes, that no, was our that's the woman. Like, that's the woman for me. So he's got to go find her now. He's got to go. It's kind of like yeah. the officer and a gentleman. Oh, dude, I tell you what. You know, that's a pretty cool looking stadium. I mean, it's when it was made. Flip back and you can see the high end I took. It was uh, the other that? way. Oh, I yeah. went up to the top. See, you see where I was up at that top? Yep, yep. That's where you walk in. Wow. Into the stadium because wow. it's so dug into the mountain. Like, wow. that's the entry point of the stadium. Wow. Like, you have to take an elevator down oh, you to walk get down. to the. Wow. And then, even like. The lower part of the entrances are all to get to the outfield. Well, that was to yeah. access the lower bowl. You have to go in from this level and then go down. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a different design for a stadium. You know what I mean? Everything. Is I so sh- there's this great article that shows that shows how they literally carved it out of a mountain. God, I'm sure that was an engineering marvel. No, when that stadium was first made, that was like definitely like, like the future is Los Angeles. Like that was very much portrayed as like they they put cutting the, edge stadium and they the basically 60s, built the mound you know? around it. They had to compact all that dirt to build because the ravine wow. is just like this. A ravine is essentially a steep cliff that yeah. like doesn't go straight down, and See. then like it's it's smaller than a valley, but not yeah. like uh it's not like a fucking gorge. Yeah, yeah. It's like the in-between of a valley and a gorge. Yeah. So they just decided, like, let's. this is the only land. Let's put the stadium in here. But, like, it's kind of genius if there's no earthquake. Like, the stadium is structurally sound because yeah. it's a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, Like, man. Dodger Stadium is never going to collapse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they put it on a big old piece of, piece of rock out yeah. there. You know? Like, it's, yeah. It's but actually, if there's a fucking earthquake, that mountain might collapse onto the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is a key moment. In an urban cowboy, he's they getting hug. back with her. He, get, he gets back. He's like, "Sissy, I'm hard headed and I'm prideful, but uh, daggone it, I love you." Is you that know? what he says? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, he he, oh, he hasn't, look at that. He hasn't seen her the yet. Fuck up. Yeah, he hasn't seen her yet. He hasn't seen her yet. So this this sets him off. This sets him off. Oh, he's fucking furious. She's knocked up. I mean, she's you know. Oh, she's got a massive black eye it's so big that he's a retarded for not seeing it 50 <laughs> feet away yeah <laughs> like i'd see that immediately that, yeah the, that, that's the reveal you see that was the reveal and and, and, he, and he's gonna he can't stand the guy he hates him, Does he kill but, him? and he just knocked off he's armed he's armed you know because he just knocked off oh, if he's gonna flip up his collar and and his way to hide is to look completely suspicious yeah exactly <laughs> here we go right here yep he takes Travolta's taking care of business now. Uh oh. Yep. <laughs> so now this is just a fight between man and man. Exactly. Cowboy. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I got oh, no muscle. See? Oh, look at all that. He took the money, the money. came out. Yeah, he really works him over <laughs> with his chaps on and shit. Isn't it a little bit? Oh little... yeah, and like a real weird like paisley red shirt. Oh, he's banging the back of his head. He's making him mentally handicapped. Dude, that's not a, a thing to just do lightly. Like, you don't just yeah. bang someone's head oh, off the fucking concrete. I know, yeah. Like, yeah. he would be fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good chance of it, you know. He banged it like 15 times. A very hard, too. Yeah, yeah. He'd be seizing out right now. <laughs> Man. Doing I'll that be to out someone? in five hours. 
Because he, he got caught. I came on that money. What did she say? I don't know. I don't recall, actually. But I didn't know anything about that. He, she comes clean about that. I don't know anything about that. And he believes her because she's a good woman. She tells the truth. You know? Does she get That's with Travolta? Well, a woman that tells the truth. You don't know, right? Of course. Well, no. Listen, dude. Yes. Obviously. Because they're still married, but they're, you know. Who the it, fuck it, is that big guy? That's it, like the fucking dude. You know, he play, he's got to play for the Houston Oilers. He's like an offensive lineman. He's huge. He, he, he blocks for Earl this Campbell. This also was the era of like <laughs> CTE football players playing large people in movies. <laughs> Absolutely. The dude who played fucking Sloth and Goonies may set that It was trend. John Matuzak. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, that, there's, there's been, there's been a lo- there should be a book in there about athletes who've made... Uh, there must be books out there about this. Of course, it's not that original idea of athletes who've made the transition or tried to make it into acting. Just all... All the athletes, Dick Budkiss tried to do it. You know, Joe Namath was in acting. Like he was a, he played a train conductor in some disaster movie in the late seventies. Like I love it when when, when when athletes try to make the leap of that. I remember Dwayne the Rock Johnson obviously is that. You know, yeah. so it's, but you do it and, and it's successful. But I think it's a, a hilarious trajectory. Fred Dreyer, you know, like I think it's just hilarious. You know, yeah. So that's my consensus of Dodger Stadium. Yeah, the walk up desolate atrocious it still feels exercised it's gross yeah everything's dead it's clearly a fucking hill that's just clinging to existence yeah the outside kind of looks like a car wash because there's not much of it it's just like a little tiny like it's not you know how like there's no marvel of like wow look how big that is yeah but once you get into the stadium you're like okay baseball's awesome like yeah. that yeah that was it was weird i was talking shit the whole way up i'm like this place is a fucking desert this is atrocious <laughs> fucking three mile walk up like i feel like i'm marching to my death well you're also going into enemy territory you gotta get yeah. your chicago damn feel like up, i'm man. marching into my death this fucking everything is rotten and dead like everything's creeping over into the sidewalks <laughs> yeah. and then I get closer and then like the sign on Vin Scully weighs cool and then like I get there I'm like this looks like a fucking car wash <laughs> like I feel like I'm pulling my old Buick into here to get fucking self car washed and then like I walk in and the national anthem started and my first thought was like god damn I love baseball yeah like oh, you that, just yeah. feel it. I bought a Dodger dog it's six seventy five. I spent $15 for a pop and a Dodger dog man was it a good dog? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. But I bought a big pop. It was yeah. it was too much. Yeah, yeah. You know, they sell Dodger dogs at AM, PM out here. You don't even have to go to the stadium. Damn. Two for three dollars. <laughs> it's good to know. That, that, that'll be our financial tip for the yeah. show. But uh, I think we're there, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, we, we, it's, uh, the movie's ending. We're yep. at an hour we're, and nine minutes. We're wrapping it up. We're it's wrapping a, like, it a up. a good length of time. Yeah. Our, this was our, a good one. It was decent, you know. Yeah. It, it rambled a bit. There were some stories being told, you know. Talked about my Bar Lubitsch set and get a little get an add a boy from Mo Welch, which was nice, which I probably needed, you know. All right, but well, anyway, thanks for listening. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter and Instagram. All that shit will be in the description dropping for the names. episode down here. <laughs> Just dropping names, dropping Ooh. episodes. So uh, thanks for listening. We're gonna do drugs and watch more TV. All right, see, see you next all. week. Bye.
going to be our last song. We are Street Eaters, and this is WFMU. And this next song is called Take What I Don't Need. It's off of our new record, The Envoy. And it's about the idea of rejecting this capitalistic society that we live in that tells us that we have to put a monetary value on things and relationships, people we care about, and how that's wrong. You don't have to do that.